Hello, this is Brooke Brown from Trending Topics with BB Podcast. Fantasy sports fans are winning huge cash prizes every day at DraftKings.com, America's favorite place to play daily fantasy sports. Daily fantasy means no season-long commitments, play whenever you want. So just pick your sport and draft your team. It's like a new season every time you play, so you're never stuck with the same players. Over $1 billion will be won at DraftKings.com this year, and you could be the next one to win big. Go to DraftKings.com now and enter promo code CULTURE to play free. That's CULTURE for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Not a fan of fantasy sports? Well, that's okay. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trendingtopicswithbb and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash trendingtopicswithbb. That's audibletrial.com slash trending topics with BB and get started today. Why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB podcast. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. We've been over this. Let's move on. Just kidding. Um, I want to thank you to all of the listeners up to this point um, and what you've been doing. And uh, I want to let you know that you can find this podcast now, a new update. You can now hear my show on Stitcher. Stitcher is radio on demand. Download the free app today. Listen anytime, anywhere. Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all your favorite shows, plus discover additional shows, up to 20,000 of them. Uh, You can create custom playlists, rate and review my show on Stitcher, and it's available for you iOS, Android, it's on the Nook and iPad, and it's in over 4 million car dashboards. So on-demand and on-the-go is convenient for you listeners out there. No downloading, no syncing, no wasting memory. Stream your favorite podcasts. If you don't have Stitcher, download it free today at Stitcher.com or in the App Store. Now, uh, I also want to tell you that I'm also available on my website, brookmbrown.com. You can get episodes, links to uh, my social media. You can find me on Twitter, at Saxy15. If you type in Facebook.com slash Saxy15, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Saxy15 on Instagram. I'm Saxy15Things on Snapchat and Tumblr. I'm pretty much everywhere. So you can find all those links. The easiest way is just to go to brookinbrown.com and you'll find all those. So let's get into this week's, now that all of that's out of the way, let's get into this week's topic. This week's, my, this week is, my guest was Jimmy Dunn. Now he's a comedian, an actor. You may be familiar with his, uh, stand-up comedy on David Letterman, or you may be familiar with the CBS comedy from last season called The McCarthys. He was a star as one of the brothers and sons of that show, Hilarious. As you will hear in this podcast, I had the privilege to actually go to a taping of The McCarthys, and we'll chat a little bit about that. Uh, We talk a little bit about his style of comedy and how it differs from other comedians out there, and we'll talk about maybe... 
smidget of sports. I know he has great commentary. He's a Boston guy, so of course he's into those New England teams out there. So without further ado and spoiling the rest of what the podcast has to have, I want you to listen to the follow interview and chat with Jimmy Dunn. Okay. So, uh, Jimmy, again, I want to thank you for joining my podcast. I appreciate it. Um, kind of uh, new to the podcast realm, but uh, not a new fan, and we'll get into that in a minute. But, uh, again, I know you're um, out in the, at the Bogota this week, correct? I am. I'm in Atlantic City. I just uh, just finished the show a little while ago and uh, having a great week down here with a couple of really funny friends of mine. And it's uh, it's one of those gigs that's just it's a great week, a lot of fun. You go out on the road and um, you get to do shows with a couple of your really good friends. It really makes for a great week. Awesome. Great. So what I kind of want to – I hope we can get all of this in, but I, I kind of want to – uh, pick your brain on your comedy side, and then uh, talk a little bit about McCarthy's because I did come see a taping, so I want to get to that oh. in a minute. Oh, all right, awesome, yeah. And then um, uh, we'll maybe get in a few sports uh, stuff going on right now. So let's let's first start with your comedy and kind of uh, your career. Um, I feel bad because I was actually looking at your IMDb page earlier, and I didn't realize you were in Stuck on You. Uh, I was in, yeah, a lot of people don't realize I was in Stuck on You because I was in it very, very briefly. I was uh, only in the actual movie for a couple of seconds. Uh, I was in the jail cell with Matt Damon, and it was a much bigger scene when they shot it, and it got cut down. Uh, but I made, I made the cut, but uh, not. If you blink, you're gonna miss me. Well, it's funny because I've seen that. I love that movie, by the way, and I've seen that movie multiple times. And then when I was looking at your IMDb page earlier, just kind of checking out things, I was like, wait a minute, what scene were you in? So now it kind of rings a bell, but, yeah, you would miss you if you didn't know. But anyway, I want to yeah, point another, that out. Well, another, another thing, yeah, another thing that uh, I was blonde in that scene, too. I was, uh, I forget why I was blonde. I was doing I think I auditioned for some commercial and they wanted me to be blonde. So I dyed my hair and so yeah, it's you look at that movie and you go, That's not him, but it was me. <laughs> awesome. Great. So, um another thing that I, I I mean I I'm I love comedy and I love comics and improv. In fact when I was in college, uh I wasn't in a group but I went every Tuesday night I consistently went to an improv show that was on campus. I love it. So I kind of want to get into your comedy because I know you pride yourself in um, being clean, and a lot of comics aren't clean. And um, So I want to kind of go into a little bit about your comedy and how uh, that's rare these days. Not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying how a lot of comics tend to go the other way. So uh, kind of get into your comedy and, and – Sure. And kind of, yeah. Well, I, I found, you know, I found when I started doing stand-up comedy that um, if you could if you could perform clean, you could perform in a lot more places. And those gigs turned out to be a lot better. Um, I worked on cruise ships for years and went all over the world. And the reason I was able to do those was because I was able to perform without, uh, without doing dirty jokes, without offending people. And... Um, you know, when you go to a comedy club, it's a little bit different. I can, 
I can certainly do dirty jokes, and every now and then I'll think of something funny that way. But I just feel like uh, when people are out, and I, I, it's not my job to push the boundaries and to you know get to, some guys really enjoy getting on that edge, and some some comics love to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't like to do that. I like to make sure that you're you're having fun, you're having a good time, and I I don't want to offend you. I I, I like to. Uh, I like to find a clean, funny joke that I think everyone can laugh at, and um, that, that, that'll open a lot more doors for you if you can do it that way, too. So that's sort of how that started, and um, I, I'm just, you know, if you, you've seen me perform on the show, too, I just, uh, I'm not really the kind of guy that you want to see telling dirty jokes. It's not really my style, so uh, it just kind of fits me better when I'm working clean, so that's how that, that all came about. Oh, okay. And um, did you, I know, you know, you, you do acting. Did you start out in comedy and then go to acting or vice versa? Kind of how did the, the whole thing kind of come together? Yeah, so I started I started doing stand-up comedy um, in the back of a bar. I was watching some comedy and I thought, boy, I, could, I think I could do this. And uh, I got up the courage to go to some open mic nights and tell some jokes and, and started at a time where in the Boston comedy scene there were there was a lot of stand up comedy. It was a new thing. It was pretty dangerous. People weren't watching it on the internet like they are today. It wasn't on Netflix. You had to go to a comedy club and see it. So there was a ton of work and I was able to get on stage every night when I first started out and that helped me uh helped me really learn how to do what I was doing. Um through that, I got into a bunch of sort of side acting gigs. I did a bunch of TV commercials, um, and I hosted a few television shows in Boston, uh, sports programs on uh, Nesson on the New England Sports Network. I did a show with the Red Sox, uh, and I did a show with the Boston Bruins, which is really cool. Um, but I, I really haven't done a whole lot of acting. And then I... I you know I act on stage. I play this big dumb guy character on stage. Um, and when they were casting the McCarthys, it just I got lucky that they were sort of looking for that big dumb guy, which is really what I do. And uh, I was just the perfect fit for that for that character. And I was lucky enough to get an audition in Boston. And then they flew me to L.A. and I auditioned in L.A. a bunch of times um, and and got the role. So it was. It was the perfect part for me because uh, it's really what I do on stage. It's sort of that big, dumb guy, but every now and then he says something, and you go, I can't believe he knows that, you know, and uh, it just kind of fit perfectly for me, um, and that, that's how I got it. That's how I got that job. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay, great. So uh, I kind of don't want to leave you hanging and leave all of the podcast listeners hanging, so... Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise, uh, but I am a blockhead. Uh, so, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> so the week, uh, the the week that the new kids were getting their star on the Walk of Fame, um, yeah. we came out for that. Uh, a bunch of my friends who are also blockheads, and then that next night we came to the taping and watched. Yeah. So I got a chance to see all that, and that was my first time coming to a sitcom taping. So it was a blast, but, um, like, what, what was it like every week with all of us crazy blockheads in the audience? Was it, 
Was it overwhelming? Was it No, know, not weird? one bit. I um I love the block let me say this, I love the blockheads. I I you know, I grew up in Boston, so I knew all about the new kids and I and I knew about Joey and I, I had never met Joey uh until we did the show. But I we had a lot of the same friends back in Boston. Um and I knew of the I you know, I knew of the blockheads, but I had no idea uh how spirited they are. They're just they're an army. They're an army and they would come to our tapings and be so supportive, and they—I've learned to understand that they support everything that any any of the new kids do. Um, but they were just so great to us at the tapings, and they were loud and they laughed hard. And you, you were there at the tapings; it was so much, so much fun. Um, but they also—one of the things that I really loved is they immediately embraced me as as part of the family too, and so they. They loved me as Sean. They loved me as Jimmy. Um, now that I'm out doing stand-up on the road, I I have all kinds of blockheads coming to the show. Uh, a lot of blockhead fans coming to coming to my shows, uh, which is great. And then when the blockhead when the new kids played uh, uh, New York City, I went to New York City with my wife and uh, Joey got us all hooked up and went and took in. You know my first new kid show at, at at Madison Square Garden, and I got to experience that with uh, with all the blockheads too, and it was amazing. I, I I I love their energy, I love their spirit. They're so much fun, and they were hugely supportive of our show. And then when it looked like it, when we were in trouble and they might be taking our show off the air, they were they were hugely supportive there. I get emails and texts and people. Um, there were a couple blockheads at the show last night and. Uh, I, I, I love I love how they've embraced me, and uh, you know they go crazy for Joey. You, you saw the the show. Did we did we do the little singing and dancing number that we did uh, at, at the taping that you were at? Yeah, it was awesome. I I didn't know that Jack McGee could sing. That was fantastic. Oh, oh yeah, too. yeah. Jack's a really good singer, and he loves to sing, and um, he loves the oldies too. He sings all the time, so. You'd just be walking around the set, and Jack would be singing, and so they 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 work that out. And even you know, I have no musical talent at all, so I would come out and fake like I was playing guitar, and uh, it was it was a blast. That's my favorite part of the taping every week was when we did that, and um, we we heard from a lot of the TV executives that were there that our tapings were like no other. It was it was a party. It was a blockhead party at our tapings, and. You can feel that energy when you watch the shows. You can definitely feel the laughs. Uh, and it certainly, we knew that if we screwed up, they'd have our backs and they would laugh and we'd do it again and they'd make like they'd never heard it before. And, um, it, it was, it was great. I really, I made a lot of new friends from the, from the new kids on the block. And I got to meet a bunch of them too and they were really cool too. That's awesome. Great. Yeah. But, yeah, that's, I just wanted to, I had that experience with my friends. We had a blast at the TV. So. so much fun, isn't it? It's it, those those nights were just magical, and uh, we work all week to get that thing right and as, as right as we can. And there are 120 people working on that show, and so we start Monday morning with a new script and work through it all week and make it funnier. And they build the sets and they build, you know, the 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 effects and all the props and. The hair and the makeup and it's 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 a they work hard all week and then 
that uh, that taping the taping night is just a big party, and then after when we when we wrap the show, there's just uh, it's just so much fun. We hang out on the set for a while, and we used to go out to uh, we'd go out to eat afterwards, and it was it was a it was just a lot of fun. Great, and not not to uh, bring down the mood here, but um, <laughs> so it's okay, so, it's all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I look, it's uh, it, it it is a downer that we didn't get to keep doing it, but at the same time, I look at it like this: it's an absolute blessing that I got to do it, and all the people that are in my industry that 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 do stand up comedy and that do you know comedy acting, they all dream about sitting on a sitcom couch and, and doing that gig and so 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 few people actually get to do it um, and I, I got to do it for 15 episodes I got to live in Los Angeles for a year and do it it was the most amazing year of my life and um, yeah it's disappointing that we, we didn't get renewed and, and that really just comes down to business and numbers and that's that's part of the game and I understand all of that it's it is heartbreaking that we're not doing it, but um, uh, but I get it. And I, I, I'm not the kind of guy who, who chooses to be sad about stuff like that. I just look at it going, all right, well, if, if I never go to L.A. again, uh, that was that was worth every second of it. But, uh, you know, I, it, it also opened the doors for me for, for all kinds of other opportunities. So um, I feel – I don't feel bummed out. You know, obviously I wish I was doing it, but, but I feel blessed to have been able to do it for a little while. Awesome. Well, what I was going to get at is, as you mentioned, there there were like 120 people that worked on the show. So yeah. in terms of now that it's, you know, you guys haven't been doing it, it, everybody's been able to move on, correct, like you just kind of mentioned, right? Like, it's that's a lot of people to be like, oh, we're working on this really great sitcom, and then all of a sudden, you know, things yeah, change. That's, that's sort of the nature of that business, and... Um, we were very lucky that the crew that we had on our show had all just came off a very successful run on uh, How I Met Your Mother. They all worked together on that show for, um, I want to say, seven or eight years they were all together. So um, they had a they had a very steady job for seven or eight years, and then they got this show, and they were really happy with this show and thought that they'd be there for a while. Um, I, made, I made friends with a lot of the guys on the crew. Um, a lot of the ladies on the crew as well, and they are, um, they all got on another show. Um, they all got on another show this season, but then I heard that that wasn't doing well ratings-wise. That was the last I heard, but that's the nature of the business. They're, they they go from job to job, and it's the same with the actors. It's the same with the writers, and uh, I heard that a lot of the writers get staffed on other sitcoms, which is great, um, but that's that's Hollywood, you know, one day a year. Literally one day, uh, I'm on the side of a billboard on Sunset Strip, you know, and then the next day I'm I'm unemployed and I'm back to doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is the belly of the beast there. So to kind of move, not before we move on to other topics, I just wanted to, to chat a little bit. We'll get back to your comedy that you just mentioned. Um, sure. I want people out there who are seeing your stuff uh, you also do like corporate comedy, is that correct? Yeah, I do a lot of. Uh, I get hired a lot to go to corporate events and trade shows and things like that, where they'll be there for conventions. They'll be there for three or four days, and on one of the nights, I'll I'll perform after the you know they have a big dinner or a banquet, and I I do a lot of sort of banquet comedy. Um, 
it's great. I get to go to some really nice resorts all over the world. There's a, there's a lot of travel involved with that, which I'm I'm not super crazy about, but that's uh, that's part of the job. Um, but yeah, I do a lot of that stuff, and uh, it's great. Well, I was just noticing when I happened to look on your website before that you did previous events. Uh, was one like Make a Wish, or or is different nonprofits, or is, does it vary based on um, the event? Yeah, it's it's all based it's all different based on the events. But um, I do a lot of charity events in New England as well. I get uh, I get to perform at a lot of those. Um, a lot of the athletes in Boston have different foundations, and I've performed for all of those. I've performed for David Ortiz's foundation. Uh, I've done some stuff with the Patriots. Um, I've done a bunch of stuff with the Bruins. I did the Comics Come Home show with Dennis Leary and and Cam Neely. Uh, so yeah, I, I do a lot of those charity events as well. But I also get uh, hired by companies to come entertain at their their parties, and um, uh, yeah, I get paid to do that. So it's great. Oh, awesome. Okay. Well, I just kind of wanted to let, you know, the listeners out there know about that. So now that we've kind of covered comedy and we've covered the, the MacArthur bits, let's go into sports. So uh, in terms of, did you, are you, where do you watch like uh, MMA or all of the fights going on? I, I do watch, a, I do watch a little bit of the MMA. I have some, uh, I have some friends that do that stuff, so I, I do watch some of that. Um, usually those events are on Saturday nights, and usually I'm out telling jokes somewhere on a Saturday night, so I don't get to see a whole lot of it live, but you get to see so much of that now on the Internet, which is uh, which is cool. I'm a bigger – I'm a huge football fan, obviously, being from New England, and a uh, huge Tom Brady fan and a Patriots fan, and uh, I'm also a big Bruins and a Red Sox fan. Uh, Celtics fan, you know, I'm a Boston guy. When I was a kid, uh, I used to work in the Boston Garden, and then uh, as I got older, I worked in I worked at Fenway Park for season two as a writer um, on their pregame show. I wrote some jokes for that. For that, so uh, I've been lucky to since I got to see the Red Sox win the World Series, and I was uh, working for the Red Sox that year. So it was re- that was a really cool thing. Awesome. So the nail biter of the game this last Sunday, where you out of like I was, I'm a fan too. So I was kind of like, are we gonna win? Like <laughs> it was one of that those was an amazing games. game. Yeah, that was a great <laughs> game. Yeah. So I like well the reason I kind of wanted to get into sports a little bit is because uh, I see your tweets and stuff during certain uh, yeah. events, and we kind of go back and forth, and I just kind of thought it was fun, but. Uh, so, other than New England sports, well, in terms of New England sports, uh, the Celtics this year, your thoughts on the fact that, you know, they're getting better, they've had three straight wins, has it, the rebuilding kind of, is it better now? Do you think they have a squad? You know, I'm not going to lie, I, I can't talk a whole lot on that because uh, I really haven't watched much. I, I get more into basketball once uh, football season's over. Um, but I really haven't seen much of the Celtics. It was weird when I I spent last year last year in L.A. and I, I bought all the packages so I could watch everything um, in L.A. But it was it's just so weird that the game game's on at five o'clock out there. So you're just coming home and you're maybe eating dinner. We we would watch the Bruins games with a bunch of the Boston guys out there. That was fun. Um, and I, I got to go to a couple of the Bruins games when they uh, they came out and played uh, in L.A. But 
Um, I, I really haven't watched much of the Celtics. I, I, they got a they got a young team, and it's it's exciting to hear that they're uh, you know they're playing hard. But I really haven't watched too much of it. Gotcha. Well, it is kind of distracting when football is still going on, so I I agree. But I just happened to notice they were winning as of late, so I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it. But um, so in terms, so I just want to let the listeners kind of know out there that you're you're you said you were in Atlantic City this week. So anything coming up? Uh, yeah, I'm back home in Boston next week at uh, the new club in Boston, which is called Laugh Boston. Um, it's down on the waterfront uh, in Southie, and it's 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 it is one of the nicest clubs in the country. It was uh, it was a completely new build. They built this building just to be a comedy club. It's in, it's in a hotel, but they built it out. Uh, they built up this room for just for comedy, um, and it's a gorgeous building. It's a great comedy club. Uh, and I'm back home in Boston for, uh, I'll be home for Thanksgiving, and then I'll do these two shows, uh, three shows, the two nights after Thanksgiving. So um, I'll be doing that. Uh, and then I do a lot of corporate events over the over the holidays, do a lot of corporate uh, parties. Uh, and then hopefully first of the year I'm back out in L.A. for pilot season, and uh, who knows, maybe I get another TV show. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't want to keep you. I know you're out in um, Atlantic City and you've been doing shows, but I, I do want to uh, thank you for joining my podcast. And uh, for those that don't know, uh, where can we find you online other than, like, your website and your Twitter and all that? Yeah, so I'm, uh, my website's jimmydunn.com, and there's a mailing list there as well you can sign up for. And then when I have uh, when I'm in your town, I'll send out an email. Uh my uh, Twitter is at Jimmy Dunn Comedy, and uh, my Instagram is at Jimmy Dunn. And I really, uh, lately I've just been more into Instagram. There's, there's just so much uh, anger and discourse on Twitter and Facebook, and I just like putting out funny pictures. And, and uh, you know, my job is to make people laugh, and everything else, it sort of seems on the Internet, there's, everybody's just so angry at each other, and... Uh, I just I just try to make people laugh with stuff. So follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You'll uh, you'll have some fun there. Great. Well, again, I want to thank you for joining the podcast, and uh, we definitely will have to do this later. Hopefully, maybe when you get a a new show, like you said, uh, yeah. pilot season. So uh, it was great talking to you, Jimmy. And I, again, I appreciate you for joining my podcast, and uh, uh, look forward to following your your dates. And if you're ever out here in Arizona, where I am. Uh, I will definitely come see you at a club that we have here in the Phoenix area. So, again, thank you so much, and uh, I hope you have a great evening or rest of your night. Hey, thanks so much, and thanks for the support. I really appreciate it. I know that uh, you're, you're a big fan of the show, and uh, um, I love that you I love that you guys see a taping because those nights were just pretty, pretty cool. So thanks for the support, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later.